Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Hey guys. Back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah. And some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, can a girl go shopping? Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Welcome back to more to it, the show that takes a deep dive into the biggest stories in sports, entertainment, and culture. Start with headline news and then journey to deeper conversations, always finding those life lessons that are presented in every single story. I'm your host, Marcel Swally, that dude who I told y'all yesterday, today was going to be a special day, not just because it's Friday, my day, our favorite day of the week. Is it Friday the best day of the week? But also we got a swag away winner today. And I got some love for you guys. You know who's going to win this book. I know who it is. Y'all got to wait the whole show. The whole show. And I love it, too. I'll be watching y'all when I'm on the live and I watch. I'll be in them comments. I'll be, you know, sneaking in, you know what I'm saying, creeping up in them comments. And I just see the numbers just keep going up because everybody want to know who won the book. Damn it. And then y'all always give them congratulations, too. That's love, man. We got a real community here. Because we got some real love here. So I appreciate you guys. And you know we're going to rinse and repeat and do it again next week. But. Today, you know how we start off every show with, what's up with that dude? Told y'all I was going to have a special one for y'all. Oh, oh, I got a fan man crush on this dude right here. Big brain politician. Uh, met him through the political arena in support of him and his campaign for the presidential nomination. Came up a little short, maybe a lot short. Who cares? He got my vote, damn it. And it's my man, Andrew Yang. And y'all know me. I represent that Yang gang to the fullest. And it's crazy because, you know, you just see somebody at first on air, you know, you see them in social clips, you hear something you like, you hear another thing you like, the dominoes start falling. Next thing you know, like, I support this dude. Now, me, I'm not too political. As y'all know, I do me. And then y'all can try and label it and group it, but it still don't matter because I'm still going to do me. A lot of people think I'm conservative. Some people think I'm liberal. Some people think I'm a Republican. Some think I'm a Democrat. I don't give a damn what box you put me in. Only one I'm going to get in is no box. (laughs) But Andrew Yang is my dog. So I went from being a fan supporter from afar to like going to his rallies. I've been to a couple rallies. I was like, what the hell is wrong with me? I'm like some high school or some collegiate senior or something. Like, you know what I'm saying? Go, Andrew Yang. You know what I'm saying? I was like, what the hell am I doing out here? So uh, I end up being that guy, man, supporting his his, uh, cause and supporting him in his campaigning. We came up short. It's all good. Now, guess what? 
He my dog. That's my boy. So we went to lunch yesterday and we just talked about everything. Man, I got to hear how it works from the inside out. Woo! Our country is amazing and our country funked up, y'all. <laughs> we better, hey, y'all better vote. And I'm tired of all y'all people out there saying, ain't nobody to vote for. Or I don't know what to do. Vote for somebody. Pick the lesser of all evils. Please, please make your voice heard. Get in the community. Help somebody else. Coexist. Do something. Because damn it, woo, we got some issues in this country right chill. That said, uh, we had an amazing lunch. Uh, he, he returned the favor, supported my foundation in a very generous way, man. And that wasn't even my intention of going there. I just love him, man, and pick his brain smart, dude. Um, he has some future political aspirations on the horizon that I'm looking forward to. That's all I'm going to say because I got to protect the guilty. So love my man, Andrew Yang. Love the family. Love all of them, man. Uh, if y'all ain't Yang gang, check it out, man. Yang gang for real. Other than that, uh, this morning, I'm going to give y'all my morning routine real quick. I get up. My wife gets up first, 430. She up. I, I'm starting to get up around that same time. So we up now. Uh, my daughter, my four-year-old, Ariah, sleeps with us. Can't lie. Right in the middle, too, so you know ain't no appointments at night. It, it, nope, we ain't making no more kids or even trying. <laughs> it's, like, it's dry around this part, but it's the best cuddles in the world, her little butt. And she sleeps like a starfish, like this. Ah! She just, ah! She just X'd up, and she just touches all corners of the bed with her big butt. So we chilling. We get up at 4.30. We work out, my wife and I. I know it don't look like it, but I do. I work out. I ain't going too intense. I ain't trying to go to the league, but, you know, I am getting a sweat. After that, our kids get up one at a time. MJ's always number one. Raya is usually number two most of the time. But now Olivia done figured out how to jump out the damn crib, unzip it. She all itty bitty big now. And then come downstairs with her sleep sack on in her hand to my high. So now all three of them up by 630, right? So I feed them while I'm working out. That lets you know I ain't really working out. <laughs> I pause my workout to go get some waffles. Make waffles and all this stuff. Get their smarty pants, their organic gummies, all this stuff. And then I go back downstairs, finish my workout, come upstairs, they're good. Today was a day. Today was not a good day, Ice Cube. Today was a bad day. I came back upstairs, fridge wide open. The alarm is going off on the fridge like, meh, meh, everything's going to melt, meh, meh. Blueberries everywhere on the carpet. They got blankets on them watching iPads just laid out pancakes syrup everywhere. I'm just looking like what tornado done hit my house. So I told him upstairs. So in my house, I don't spank. I wish I could. I wish I could. Boy, it's a quick way to get that discipline, ain't it? But you emotionally scar them, et cetera. I get it. I'm emotionally scarred, so I get it. Um, so I don't spank and I try not to yell. I am a 99% non-yeller. I got 1% in me when that means that bass is turned all the way to 10, the volume at 10, and I'm not yelling, but I'm stern. I call it being strict. So in my house, when they mess up, I say, daddy's about to get strict. And they like, oh, choom, all upstairs in their rooms, right? And so I'm hot 100, but I'm still being a good daddy and I'm still being pathetic. I know they little, they gonna mess up. Getting their hair done, I'm doing their hair, I'm getting them dressed, blah, blah, blah. Fast forward, I am not really in the best mood, but I'm doing what I got to do. Guess what my four-year-old said to me? Guess what Araya told me? She said, Daddy, you're the best dad in the world and gave me a kiss right here, like on my wrist. She went, you're the best dad in the whole world and ran out the room. I ain't about to cry right now. I'm like, ah, all right, go ahead. 
Open up the fridge. <laughs> Blueberries everywhere. Let's go get it, man. I'll do it all again just for that kiss and that love. All right, y'all. Will Jimmy G do it all again? Because he said it was real awkward after Trey Lance arrived. Let's talk through this story. Y'all know who I love in the NFL, man. And look, y'all can say what y'all want about Jimmy G. Y'all ain't going to stop me from having a fan man crush on Jimmy G's game. But he said things... Uh, need to be addressed, and I got to get a few things off my chest. And one of them was when he saw Trey Lance get picked as the number three overall pick, 2021 NFL Draft. And he said, yeah, the year before was real awkward. Obviously, we know now he's the Las Vegas Raiders quarterback. He said, that was tougher than this past year. Honestly, you're always going to be dealt a hard hand at some point, and you just got to make the best of it. And that's what I've tried to do. That was a hard time, but I had some good people around me to lean on. Talk about it, Jimmy G. Uh, I like the fact that he said you're always going to be dealt a hard hand. It's real. If you want to be great in this world, you're going to have to go through the fire to prove you really want to be great. I don't know a single soul in this world that ever touched anything sibling greatness, anything close to it, a semblance of greatness and didn't get their ass lit up in the process. <laughs> it's, like, it's almost like, I want to see who really want it. Say, oh, you try to bah, 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 get caught, get nicked. Oh, oh, and then some of them get taken out because they don't want it that bad, whatever it may be, right? So he said the brothers in the locker room, those guys played a big role. I don't think the fans always saw all that stuff. No, we didn't. But those guys really picked me up when I was down sometimes. That's why I love those guys in the locker room. All the crap that we went through for four to five years, whatever it was, we all stayed together in the locker room, and I thought that's what made us such a tight group. Okay, now we know who Jimmy G is, right? Y'all can say what y'all want about him, but he was the guy at quarterback, the most important position that led the 49ers to the NFC's number one seed during that season and the Super Bowl, despite having all this weight and pressure on him. And we know they lost to the Kansas City Chiefs in that Super Bowl. So he also was just sitting there at a joint practice and Cal Shanahan in the building. Why? Because the joint practice is 49ers and Raiders. Okay. And guess what Kyle Shanahan going to say at the Jimmy G already gone? He said, quote, I think Jimmy was unbelievable for us. We won lots of games. I think he was the best quarterback here in about 20 years since Steve Young. He was an unbelievable record, and every time he played and stayed healthy, we were either in the Super Bowl or NFC Championship game. Wow, talking about giving me my flowers after I'm gone and can't smell them. <laughs> nah, Shanahan always had love for Jimmy G, but as you notice, even in here, you always had to qualify that love for Jimmy G. When healthy, because Jimmy G stay hurt. Let's just be real about that. So why do I bring this up right now? Because there's a lot of articles flying around. Look, I ain't about to cover the preseason games. Unless something really crazy happened, all you're going to see is the same thing every game. You're going to see a quarterback that struggles, that goes two for three or two for four. Oh, my God, against the blitz. Oh, my God, he took a sack. Oh, my God, does he look amazing? No, he looks overwhelmed. All right. And you're going to see some receiver you never heard of. Like, damn, he look good. Damn, he look good. Then he's going to make the team. He's like, damn, what happened to him? So point being, y'all go through preseason game if y'all watching them. Let me know if there's anything interesting. I will cover it, but I just know too much. <laughs> I'm like, I ain't doing that. I'm going to do interesting stories where there are life lessons like this one. Because I relate to Jimmy G when they drafted a first rounder when I was the man in Buffalo. 
They drafted this dude, Eric Flowers, had me shook in practice. See, I like to talk to y'all for real because everybody sees these athletes, see everybody up there and act like they ain't real people. I know current athletes right now that are shook, but they ain't going to act like it. You know what I'm saying? They ain't going to go out there and show y'all. They ain't going to tell y'all, but we speak mostly through nonverbal communication. You know what to look for. You know what to read. You can see it very clearly, right? Point being, I've been through that before. And you like, first of all, how helpless are you? You think you're the man. You are the man. Yeah, I'm not perfect, but I'm killing it. And then somebody upstairs who ain't got no pads on, ain't got no equipment on, decides, let me just go get something else just like you, if not better than you, to replace you. But you got to smile through it. <laughs> what? Say what? Suckers there. They be driving cats and you be like, Oh, what's up, dog? What's up? You know, whenever your chin above like sea level, <laughs> you ain't feeling so good. What's up, homie? That means you go about to fight. Oh, what's up, homie? You trying to show somebody you hard, right? You skunking, right? Tail up, about to squirt, skunk. And I'm like, damn, I got to say what's up to this dude. He trying to take my food off my table. What kind of team is this? But that's the team. And that doesn't get spoken of enough in terms of how weird it feels to try to pull somebody up that you really trying to snipe. Damn it. And he looking at you like, you better pull me up or I'm going to tell that you ain't a good teammate. You ain't a good veteran. What kind of big brother are you? What you mean, big brother? I ain't going to let you take my bunk in my bedroom. Hell nah. It happened to me then. It happened to me when I was in Dallas. A little different, though. I was on the same level as Greg Ellis, maybe in terms of stature, not in terms of game. That sucker was way better than me. Uh, but I was like, I had some sway, he had some sway, but it was his team, and he punked me. <laughs> Greg Ellis punked me. He said, this is my position. This is my side. Wally, go over there. And because I wasn't as good as him, I had to go over there. That's why I always tell y'all, man, compete. That's why I always say, man, it's okay to discriminate. People are like, what do you mean discriminate? I mean, figure out which one you favor, the other one you don't favor as much, and you're going to treat the one you favor better than the other one. That's called discrimination. <laughs> now, I ain't talking about hatred. I ain't talking about that. I'm just like, he better than him, so he going to get more perks than him. That's discrimination. But that's how it goes in sports. Fair discrimination. So Greg Ellis basically didn't even have to say nothing. He just kept balling, speaking through his actions, punking me, making me go over to the side. So I feel Jimmy G because Jimmy G got put to the side to the point where they released him or they let him go. They're like, I'm, go ahead. Same thing with me in Dallas, same thing. So it's just a weird dynamic. I wanted to take you guys behind the veil to understand that the vulnerability of these players, even though they're supposed to be on the field invincible, like, ah, in reality, man, we put on them pants the same way y'all do. So how much y'all think that quarterback controversy really affected the locker room and the quarterbacks, Jimmy G and Trey Lance? It must have really affected Trey Lance. That sucker ain't did nothing yet. I'm gonna stop. This is your year, Trey Lance. This your year, right? <laughs> I mean, his name, his name tell you it's this his year. Trey, right? This the year, Trey. Third year. Third year. Come on, Trey. Come on, come on, Trey. All right, and do y'all agree with Shanahan? I hate when he's I hate when cats do this. Oh yeah, he ain't on our team no more. Oh, we loved him. We loved him. Now he going to the joint practice saying that. And do you agree that he is the best quarterback in 49ers history since Steve Young? Damn, y'all going to do Garcia like that? Jeff Garcia was out there tilting, but he didn't have the results like this. So I give you that, all of that. So let's just sum it up in the comments, see what we're thinking about this Jimmy G situation and what Coach talking about. Is he being real or he just trying to high side because he in front of Jimmy G again?
Y'all, we got a Friday swag away winner today. You got to stay to the end of the show. I mean the end. I mean when the credits are gone and it's just a dark screen and you over there hitting hard reset because you're like, is it over? Is it over? That's when I'm going to announce who won this damn book right here. I learned something in broadcast school. Love for you guys. And then we're going to rinse and repeat, of course, and do it again next week. All right, let's get into this story. Odell Beckham Jr. Odell Beckham Jr. God, I love this dude. Superstar, like superstar. Ever be around OBJ, you realize, ah, this fame thing is different for some people. <laughs> you know, I go somewhere and get noticed here and there. Hey, Wiley, uh, uh, Marcus? I get that. Odell get, ah! You know what I'm saying? Is that panties in the air? Like, what the hell going on? This dude a superstar, for real. So everybody remember him in the Super Bowl. Let's go back to that moment where he helped the Rams win their Super Bowl against the Cincinnati Bengals. Well, he didn't help. All the way, not H E L P. He 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 ain't finished it. He, he didn't get the L on the P. He got the he he got he. That's all he got, right? But he was in that game, balling out. Got the first touchdown of the game, Matthew Stafford, and that was actually Sean McVay's first touchdown play call in the Super Bowl that ended in a touchdown. Damn, the great, the genius Sean McVay. Remember that first time they went, I ain't, he ain't getting nothing in that end zone. So they were balling out of control. Odell was tearing it up, and then he went down with the worst injury you could have, non-contact. People always say that. Like you were like, they look at him like, what happened? Why he just fall down? He all right? I was like, look, if you fall down and nobody hits you, oh something hit you way worse than a person. You want to know what it is? Mother Nature, <laughs> natural forces. When Mama Nature hits you. Oh, man, it's worse than anybody else on that field, including Ray Lewis. I mean, look at it. Achilles. Who touched you? Nobody. <laughs> Achilles is destructive. We know that, how bad that is. Damn, you tore your ACL like that? Who hit you? What happened? Nobody. <laughs> huh. Upstairs, come down, whop, and bring that hammer. So that's what happened to Odell. The Rams adapted. They had to adjust, of course. But they end up winning the game. And then... We were sitting there, everybody, I know I'm guilty of it, in part why I want to do this story, of like, damn, what kind of game was Odell going to have if he would have finished more than just half of it, right? One of the greatest performances we probably ever seen, because he was out there tilting. Whoa, that boy was balling. Okay, so he sat down. I'm going to give some credit. Peter King. Yeah, see, I do give credit sometimes. Only a sometimes. Uh, he was talking to him, and he says the injury was the one thing that kept him from a historic day at SoFi that day. He said, quote, people have no idea what I was actually going to do that day. Even you, you didn't have no idea. <laughs> what the hell? You didn't finish it either. Uh, it was going to be the day where I catch 15 balls, maybe 250 yards. The game plan was for me. We would have beat them 42 to 17. Well, uh, I know what y'all saying. If if was a fifth, we all be drunk, Odell. Well, you know what's crazy about that? Odell has not played football since that game. 18 months since then. But that doesn't mean we should beat up what he says, or should we? Let's talk through this. 15 for 250 and 42-17 victory. Obviously, none of that came true, but was he really going to do that? Forget on pace, because, you know, on pace in a team sport is kind of weird. I get on pace and track. I give you that, you know. But when you're playing with other cats, sometimes you have a slow first half. Zero sacks, me. Second half, two sacks. What was I on pace to do in the first half? Nothing. <laughs> Second half, I had a great game, right? You know, 
18 yards at the half as a receiver. Come out, get 190. All of a sudden, you over 200 yards. What were you on pace to do? Sometimes that pace is slow. Sometimes that pace is fast. You don't always finish a fast pace, and you don't always stay at a slow pace. So I got to push back on that. But Odell was tilting. He was tilting to the point I was like, yo, he going to go over 200. Now, if he would have, that would have beat the record. What's the record? Jerry Rice, the GOAT for y'all. Uh, 215 yards in Super Bowl 23. Damn, we old. They in the 50s right now. That sucker did it in the 20s. All right, so that was also against the same team, the Bengals. Well, that message, let's just say, not everybody is as open-minded as I that would love to discuss the human element and life lessons of Odell reflecting on his almost great game, right? The Cincinnati Bengals locker room caught noise of this and was like, wait a minute. We hear that. We hear what you're trying to say over there. And Mike Hilton, the cornerback, uh, was the first to respond. He said, yeah, uh, we'll see you week two. Yeah, uh, we'll see you week two. That's all I got to say. Now, when somebody ends it with that's all they got to say, they got a lot more to say. But most actions are what? Nonverbal. So he going to just let his actions speak week two. But then he repeated it. So that lets you know he coming in hot 100. Odell, double move his ass. <laughs> like, he going to be so aggressive. He going to be so locked in. Just double move his ass. Mike Hilton, you going to get tilted because you already leaning right now. That's all I'm going to say. That's all I'm going to say. All right. And then Tyler Boyd, receiver, beast, said, woulda, coulda, shoulda. I thought that was it. And I thought that was all right. That's a clean way of doing it. Odell, you went out there with your if and the fifth, and then you got lit, you got drunk, hydrated, and then you said what you said. They responded, that's all we gonna say, woulda, coulda, shoulda. I thought that was ding, 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 ding. All right, scorecard, right? Oh no, this fight ain't over. Odell come back out for one more round, and he come out swinging. He got all them emojis that laugh and all the little, ah, you know, it's a little smiley, cry looking dude. One, two, three, six of them. I don't know if there's a meaning behind six of them, but that's a lot. He said, I feel that. What's up with these kids now spelling on purpose the wrong way? Like, I call Odell a kid because I'm like twice his age. But why y'all do that? Like, And then when I try to do it, I feel real young and dumb. So I just go back to doing it the right way. But then people be like, dog, you old. Why are you spelling the whole word? I'm like, now I do do this one. F-R-F-R. I do for real, for real. Because I was like, that's kind of cool. But I was like, what? You can't write for real. I used to write the number four. I used to put that four in real. Oh, y'all kids is confusing me. So he wrote, I feel that for real, for real. But I do have the ring you coulda, woulda, shoulda had. And that's a fact, Brody. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. Knockout, knockout. Okay, so now ain't nothing going to come out of the Cincy locker room. That's going to be a substance. That's going to counter that. Because Odell, I, damn Odell calculator. He came out with an individual performance that was a coulda, woulda, shoulda. And we, you know, I'm sure since he thought they had him on the ropes, like, dog, what you woofing about? And then all of a sudden he said, oh, oh, y'all forget we, 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 we won that game too. So don't act like I'm just out here talking. We walked that talk as well. All right. So I was like, damn, Odell selling them wolf tickets. But in that game, he was a dog, a big dog that was turning into a wolf. He was about to howl on their ass. So my real question is this. What is it about what if statements that gets everyone rubbed the wrong way? Y'all have done it before. I've done it before. Oh, man, man, look, man, I'm telling you, if, if, if I would have, and then there it is, and everybody just start, 
immediately eye rolling as soon as you start getting into that deep hypothetical. What? Why does a what if scenario rub people the wrong way? He can't talk about the alternative reality that we can imagine if he didn't get hurt, what would that have been? Like, just talk about it. What's wrong with that? I don't get cats when they do that. We let kids, and I know I do, and I know y'all do, let kids imagine a reality that is not real. We let them go walking around here with that superhero talk all the time. What the hell you talking about, little BS? <laughs> little kid going, Psss. <laughs> and then you're looking at a parent going like this, Psss. and then he going, Psss. I'm like, boy, ain't nothing coming out your wrist. <laughs> but we let that happen, right? It's weird. Like we let kids start with that and we don't squash their dreams or what ifs and their superhero status that they ain't going to ever get. Right. But a bona fide star in the league who's really done this, who's really legit and was halfway nearly to accomplishing exactly what he's talking about. And we're going to slap that down. Right. And he's already proven he's capable of doing it. Oh, but he can't say Jack. But little Timmy could walk around. Pss, 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 pss. <laughs> it's funny because this happens to everybody, including you, when you start to have a dream and want to make it a reality. Yep. Like me, I wanted to go pro, even though it wasn't like my first intention. It wasn't like I was walking around with gloves unfastened to me. I'm going pro. You know I'm going pro, right? But I wanted to go. I was working hard, right? And everybody just stepping on your dream, right? Just looking at your seed you plant. Step on it. Step on it. Shut up. You ain't going pro. Especially from Columbia. You ain't going pro, right? And it's crazy because the world steps on the seeds you plant. And that's why they say you should never tell anyone your dreams. Unless you want them to stay just dreams. <laughs> why is right, they say, don't tell nobody your dreams unless you want them to just stay dreams. Because cats will squash your dream. Ain't that crazy? But we let these kids do it to a point. And then we get to a point where we're like, I don't want to hear that. And then it's like adult time and in adult time, I don't want to hear nobody dreaming because it ain't going to happen. Right. Kind of weird there. So I just thought that was interesting about that story. It kind of caught me right in that space before I was like, yeah, I've been there before. I was like, ooh, if I and everybody like boring, nobody want to hear your ass say that. So y'all agree with OBJ's statement? Kind of bold, but y'all think it would have happened? Think it was real? Was it even necessary to talk about it? Like you talking to Peter King and he going to bring up the Super Bowl. And he only bring it up because that's the last time we seen you play, bro. It ain't like he like, yo, can you reminisce over the Super Bowl? Then reminisce over you. My God, where that from? So then it was like, Odell don't talk about the last time he played football, which was the Super Bowl. But was it necessary for him to make those comments? And do y'all think we're going to see OBJ back like for real? You know, not the same look, but just the same game. Is he coming back or two knee injuries later? We're not going to see you as a wide receiver one. Let's see that in the comments, man. Let's beat that up. And um, if y'all got a dream, dream, y'all. Sometimes I dream. You can dream, too. That you are you. <laughs> Have some fun with that. It's your boy, Marcel White, who never shuts up. And it's facts over feelings. That's right. That doesn't mean you can't feel anything. That doesn't mean your feelings don't matter. It's just something else matters more, damn it. It's the facts. <laughs> All right, get yourself in line, damn it. And also, get yourself in line to get this book. Why these world members? We got some more members. I saw y'all jump in there today. More members. Maybe it'll be you who wins this book. Marcellus Wiley, never shut up. We got Friday Swag Away winner today, and that's going to be at the end of the show. When it's dark, you can't see nothing, and then the credits are gone. You're going to be checking to see if the show is still going. That's when I'm going to announce that sucker. Hook y'all up. All right, ESPN is 
now adding ex-Warriors GM Bob Myers to NBA Countdown. Yeah, he is. Yeah. And I like Bob Myers as a GM. <laughs> now I'm about to see if I like him as an analyst because the, we've learned that the four-time NBA champion executive is now nearing a deal to go on NBA Countdown. So in the last two days, Malika Andrews and Bob Myers. Salt and peppers here. <laughs> like, Oh, water and oil. Like, you remember that Wonder Twins? Y'all used to watch that cartoon. I used to love Wonder Twins. Form, bucket, and water. And then they go solve some crimes and save the world because they were just like changing into the stuff. Oh, man. And the graphics on that sucker is pre-Atari. It is old school. Speaking of old school, Myers is 48, general manager of the Warriors for their championships 2015, 17, 18, and 22. On 22s. Sucker there was there for a minute and winning. Now... You can add to the title of president of basketball operations to the last three titles. Now he stepped down in May from the Warriors. Well, I was like, why he stepped down? Interesting. All right. Now we know he had a podcast lead by example. Y'all ever check it out? I have not, but it's on Peyton Manning's Omaha Productions. Shout out to the team over there. Shout out to Rachel. My people's over there. Shout out to Jamie over there. Shout out to Peyton over there. All the people over there. Love. We were discussing some things at the time. I like them. Um, and you know that they also are distributed on ESPN's multimedia platform. So, you're on Omaha, you're auditioning for ESPN. If not, you're working with ESPN. So that's where that came from. So he also was an NBA player agent before. So I like the resume. All right, general manager, team president, NBA player agent, podcaster. Okay, homie, talk that talk. Now, he gonna be on this show once again, this show gonna look different. I don't know what's going on. Whoever is in charge of this show um, must not be the same person every year. <laughs> it changes every year. Okay, so now we got a cast of Bob Myers, Stephen A. Smith, Michael Wilbon, Mike Will made it, and Malika Andrews as the host. Now, Jalen Rose and Mike Greenberg were the two Damn, can you talk? Subtractions, subtractions from the lineup to make room for Myers and Andrews. Uh-oh. That was a sign from the Lord. Uh-oh. He's like, you being too mean. <laughs> or you ain't being mean enough. All right, so here we go. Let's talk about what's going on. Hmm. Well, well, well. <sighs> Sit down, boys and girls. Let's talk about this. There is a formula out there in this world we're talking about. Sports media in particular. Let's narrow the focus. When the competition zigs, TNT, <laughs> you zag. ESPN, right? So they over there zigging. They got their host. They got Ernie. Okay. Hmm. They got Ernie over there. And they got three former NBA players. Two of them are champions, multi-champions. And what MVPs, beast, finals MVP. Okay. All right. We can't do that. Oh, we going to try to do that? Nah, we ain't going to do that. Let's do this, okay? So now, instead of doing that, you go the complete opposite way. No former players over there, right? Okay. They're over there. They got that. They planted their flag that way. We're going to plant our flag this way. Wow. No former players. Okay. And I ain't say like them, all of them in a host. I'm talking about none in a host. Okay, okay. 
Wall Street Journal presents uh, Inside the NBA in Theory <laughs> and Metrics, hosted by Malika Andrews. Like a completely different animal getting you ready for the game or recapping the game versus what you get over here. Now, we know how great they are. Some would say they're great because they're all former players and one host to kind of like, all right, keep this thing together a little bit. Keep it on the tracks. And then some are theorizing that, okay, maybe just these opinionists, opiners, analysts can give you so many perspectives of the game that we attack it from a different way. And then maybe it will add up to be as great. I don't know about them people. <laughs> all right. This is what caught me. Because I like all of them individually as what they do, at what they do. I, for real. Even Malika. I know y'all. Shut up, y'all. Even Malika, even though she be trying to act like she be bigger, holier than thou on some topics and bigger than, and Stephen A say, hey, <laughs> she, she called him, she called his show. He's like, hey, 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 hey. You know, when you know you mad when you look at the phone, I don't know what Stephen, Stephen A, <laughs> he on the show, he like, he just grabbed the phone from nowhere. Hey, 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 hey. You better slow down on my show. That was hilarious and that was necessary too. I still like, I like Malika. I like Stephen A, of course. Love Michael Wilbon, okay? I even like Bob Myers for what he does. Now, I don't know him at length in this role, but everything else that adds up, yeah, I like Bob Myers. I like them all. Love it. But it reminds me of this. Y'all ever do this? I know y'all did when y'all young at least. I love peanut butter. Who don't? I love steak. Who doesn't? I love Raisin Bran. <laughs> You're like, where you going, Wiley? Yep. And right now, I love Reposado. Mm, mm, mm. But please, please, please. I'll, let me say it like James Brown. Please, please, please. I don't want you to give me a peanut butter Raisin Bran Reposado steak smoothie. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? Like, don't put them all together, even though I love them all individually. Don't put them all together and mix it up and say, want some? I don't think I want some. I don't know. I'm going to go over there, dog. <laughs> that menu's simple to read, right? There's a little too much on it. Ah, ah, ah. I ain't got much more to say about this one. I don't get it. <laughs> I just don't get what they trying to do. But please, seriously, someone educate me why you think this will work. Can this work? I am serious. I am not even joking. I'm like, wow, because I don't like to say anything is doomed from start, but I'm like, you know, <laughs> what was that? Nope, nope, ugly drugs. Remember that little commercial? I feel like that little dude. All right. So I'm very surprised by this hire. Are you surprised by this hire? Do you like it or nah? I can't lie. Yeah. And what is going on with the NBA countdown cast? Do you think they're done? Do you think they're going to add somebody else? And let's be real. Is this team better than last year's team, right? So Greenberg gone, Jalen Rose gone, you add Bob Myers and Malika. Is that better or is that worse? Ah, and here's the ultimate question. Let me just ask this. What can they do to catch up to Ernie, Shaq, Kenny, and Charles? Seriously, just entertain me. Because I'm not lying. I am at a loss for words after I read this report. Good luck to y'all, man. As Coach used to say to me when I had to go against Ogden. Good luck, Wally. We got that Friday Swagger Way winner somewhere, somewhile. Anyway, 
Somebody scream! The life, opinions, and unexpected adventures of an NFL outlier. Why did I write all of that? Oh, it's a good book. Damn it, if I must say so myself. And we also got some good comments over here, so let's funk up. Let's funk up some comments right here. Talk about Pat McAfee versus NFL Films. Let's do this. They didn't give anyone credit. They show people discussing what happened. Pat sure has gone full buster. Ooh, now, I did not watch the episode, so I can't confirm what you're saying. But if they didn't give anyone credit, they just were showing other people's faces while they were talking about it. <laughs> you got out your feelings, Pat. Get out your feelings. All right, here we go. McAfee wanted to throw shade, so he did it right. These dinosaur establishments don't respect nor understand internet power structures. <laughs> and we see ESPN paying for their arrogant ignorance. Dinosaurs take heed. I love when we get into like, I I'm noticing that, like independent versus mainstream and dinosaurs versus new media and old media. And it's like, all right, you know, a lot of times, what do they say in this country? Only it's six entities that own everything else. 90% <laughs> of this country is owned by six companies. <laughs> like, you know, it's crazy. Like YouTube, you be like, oh yeah, I'm on YouTube. I'm doing my thing. I'm independent. Man, Google looking at you like, yeah, all right, dog. All right. <laughs> we own that too, fool. Oh man, it's crazy. So everywhere you go, there we are. Let's get into Malika Andrews joining NBA Countdown. Countdown, Marcus P, a member. Say what's up, homie. Malika is cool most of the time. Who ain't? Everybody is cool most of the time. Uh, the problem is that when she disagrees, she does it in a way that is like, let me put you in your place. You ain't lying. You know the instances people bring up. Maybe some of it's being young with less experience. Interesting. Hopefully her meteoric rise doesn't make her believe she doesn't have room to grow. Great comment. Yeah, sometimes when it comes fast to you, man, you can't tell me nothing. Yeah, uh, right? Malika like, oh, and then you be like, wait a minute, wait a minute. And Stephen, they got to grab the phone and look at it. Hey, all right, all right, you better chill. So sometimes you just do need to pump your brakes. Um, those moments, I have seen one, maybe two of them. That I'm like, calm down, calm down. All right, here we go. I think the most frustrating part is no one asks for her. Oh, y'all crow. She doesn't have some cult fan base that likes her. Ah, you Let me just finish this before I get into that. She's literally just unpopular and hated. Should have looked elsewhere. Don't make that mistake in life. I don't give a damn what it is. I don't care what you think of it. Somebody likes it. No matter what you hate, somebody loves it. Whether it's a person, place, or thing. For real. You don't believe me? All right. You ever drive down the street? And then you look, you see a gang of people, and they don't look like you. They, you know, like for me, it's they gothic. I see this big long line of gothic people, right? They all got the boots with the nets on them, on their legs, the stocking nets and skirts and all black, you know, paint all on their face, hair all different colors. And I don't judge them. I'd be like, damn, whatever they into, I don't like. But whatever they into, they love it to the point where they are camping out the day before that damn event take off. I ain't never going to no damn Young Jeezy concert the day before <laughs> with a white tee on talking about I'll be here all night. Uh, but I don't like it, but they love it. Don't make that mistake, man. People love Malika. It's just not you and your boy and his boys. But somebody out there does. All right, Malika, this is terrible. ESPN is getting worse by the day. NBA on TNT is the best option. All right, you said a lot right there. But yeah, NBA on TNT is the best option. But um, ESPN, ESPN going to have a fire lineup. Don't forget ESPN going to have Get Up, First Take, and McAfee. 
I ain't, I ain't sound pretty interesting to me. Uh, but they're going to have to go against them, them super friends, the Avengers that Skip Bayless over there going to. Rachel Nichols joining Undisputed. Speaking of that, Mr. Stephen B12. Member, I would love to see T.O. in the rotation with Skip. Yeah, me too. But um, I've talked to Terrell. He hasn't mentioned this. I talked to Keyshawn. Can't say he mentioned it, but knowing Keyshawn, it's, it's swirling around Keyshawn more than this T.O. I put it like this. I think the executives, if you want Keyshawn and you want T.O., you go to Keyshawn first. And then just, just like how they played in Dallas, you go to Keyshawn first, then go to T.O. Uh, because I don't think if you go to T.O. first, something about Keyshawn just be like, man, y'all want a T.O., y'all, y'all should go get him. And they'll be like, nah, we want you now. Nah, nah, I ain't no second second fiddle. You know what I'm saying? I ain't no leftovers, homie. Just feel like that. But we'll see. If, if Keyshawn doesn't get it, maybe it is T.O. I think Skip doesn't want to rely on one person anymore. This time, if one person walks out, it won't hurt him or the show. Yeah, that's one of the plays, being real. You know, you got a dollar, you can get a dollar a lot of ways. Like I tell these kids, a hundred pennies, four quarters, 10 dimes, 20 nickels. What you want to do? It's all a dollar. Just look different, feel different, right? Mm-hmm. Still a dollar. Undisputed revamp show actually proves how valuable Shannon Sharp was. It takes all this wow factor to replace one man. You can't replace Shannon's energy, knowledge, and natural comedic timing. Side note, if Skip brings in Jalen Rose, that's the equivalent of Jay-Z being the president of Dev Jam while Nas was still signed to them. <laughs> Jalen will now answer to the guy that he ethered. That is a great example. But I also want to warn you guys, everyone's user behavior and habits change. And whether you want to or not, them not being on the air the last two months change your habits. Them coming back on and you seeing the lineup and you like it, it will change your habits. Never get caught up in that thought process of, oh, my guy gone, I'm done. You know, like when Aunt Viv switched on Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, I ain't watching it no more. Oh, that ain't the right Aunt Viv. Or on the Jeffersons when we had the Swiss Lionels. Oh, I ain't watching that no more. <laughs> you know what I mean? Don't do that. People do that to me all the time and they try to compliment me. They're like, oh, I ain't watched Speak since you left. I was like, damn, I have. <laughs> I wanted to notice the difference. <laughs> you know what I mean? They replaced me with three people. All right. Like, but I don't wish ill on them. Go get it. It's enough room for them to go get it and me go get it. Right? Like, oh, I love you so much. The show ain't the same. I will admit the show ain't the same, but ain't that obvious? Because I ain't there, fool. Ain't like I'm great or not. It don't matter. If I ain't there, it ain't the same. <laughs> we be trying to give you love. They be like, no, that ain't real love right there. That ain't real love. Like, the show going to be different. There's three other people talking that weren't talking for years, and now they're talking. That means the show's different. That means it ain't the same. I love y'all. All right, all right, all right, here we go. Are we going to wake up one morning and unexpectedly hear Marcellus Wiley? Whoa, we'll be joining the show as well. Nah, they ain't called me, and um, I ain't calling them either. What's up now, partner? Nice kid. I like what I'm doing over here, man. We growing over here. Dog, do you understand? I got people calling me trying to invest, and I'm trying to package this properly and say this correctly, that want to be a part of this ride forever. Because they like, dog, this thing about to, this thing about to be sticky, sicky, icky, woo. And we already hit the ground running silly, but this is where everything is going. I'm, I'm in the future, in the present. Um... All I can say is that. So why would I go back to something like that? If it was, if it made sense and promoted this and supported this fully, yeah. If I got a McAfee deal, if McAfee is going to still be the same McAfee, yeah. 
But if they're going to take away my never shut up, damn, damn, damn. <laughs> I can't do it. I can't do it, y'all. Can't do it. All right, here we go. Dear or damn dude, that dude. I take the money, though. Um, dear that dude, I know this ain't got nothing to do with the show today, LOL. But what happens to the money when an NFL team spends below the max of the cap? Since it's a hard cap, I would think each team needs to spend 100% of the cap. Otherwise, how do the players get their 50% or whatever their percent is for the CBA for that season? And what would be the point of players taking less so teammates could get more of the team doesn't spend it all? Ah, there is a minimum cap. Doesn't get any attention. It's 90%. So you got to spend between 90 and 100%. And that's where you get your money from. <laughs> you get your money from that range. They don't let them. There's a stop gap, as they say, in stocks, in stock market. Stop gap. That means you can't go under this number. So stop. What are you doing? 89% ain't going to cut it. 90 or above. So the cheap teams are the teams hovering around 90. <laughs> Hello, my baby. We ain't going to spend that much money on them. You know what I mean? 90%. And then there are some teams at 100. And some teams, you know, getting creative with that stuff, they got some cap issues. And on the books, it may look like 100, but you know, it's a little different outside of that. Some of these under the table, sideways, wink, wink. Uh, we got cap issues. We got to come under the cap. You all got to be there on the books, but that doesn't always mean the literal transactions are the same. Jerry Jones was a genius with that. Go back to the Deion Sanders signing way back in the 90s if you want to understand how you can massage the numbers, if I must say. All right, let's bring in... A member, Hall of Famer. Let's bring him in right now with my Vanna White. I got to bring him in. And I think this is a rookie. I think this is a rookie Hall of Famer. Oh, look at that. <laughs> he eating up the whole screen. What's up, big dog? What up, doe? <laughs> What's up, Wiley? How you doing? I'm doing great, man. I'm looking forward to this. Let's cut the tape. Let's get it. For sure. I'm also one of those people that stopped watching Speak after you left. <laughs> Tell me why. Let me hear this by your word. Um, I just kind of like the chemistry you had with um, Acho, and then even beforehand, the chemistry you kind of had with um, Whitlock, and then the whole dynamic kind of changed. It's like four people on the show now at all times. I know before you guys would have like people like come in, but a lot of times it'd just be you and Acho kind of going at it. And um, I think the discourse was always more engaging than what it was before. I also think Fox's lineup was a lot better before too, and. First things first was on in the morning, then you had Undisputed, then you had The Herd, then you had Speak. But now they kind of changed it up, and they got, like, the Carson show in the morning, which I don't, I'm not a big fan of. And <laughs> it's yeah, FS1 is kind of fumbling in the bag, but it is what it is. Ah, I hear some of that. All I can say about that is, is the reshuffling was part of my decision-making. Um, you know, a little loss of the confidence and, like, what's the vision? But I know it from the inside out, you know, and I'm like, what's the forecast? Uh, what's the runway? What are you guys really thinking three to five years? And that was a little frustrating because I was like, soon they got the carton show. I was like, all right, let me do my homework. I always do my homework. I don't just pop off like, oh, who this? Who that? Do? I wouldn't even, why would I say who that? I sound ignorant. I should know who that is. He just got a new show. So I went and did my homework and I was like, him? All right. So then you start thinking we building a team here. Well, it's not really a team. That's his show. And it just starts off the day. But I'm like, dog, the first show matters so much because it gets it all going. That's the kickoff. You got to set a tone for the day, right? And the ratings start to build from that. But if we ain't building from nothing, what are we doing? So I watched it a couple times. I was like, oh, God, no lie. An executive that works there told me 
He's like, that show is horrific. And I was like, I, I knew that from watching, just I, from reading the treatment. I was like, and then I saw him, I was like, oh, no, no. But, hey, if you love the show, you love the show. I love tacos with ketchup. Do not argue with me. Okay, but after that, the herd is still fire. Maybe not as best as it used, to, as great as it used to be, but it's still fire. Undisputed, now going through the changes. We'll see. But first things first is it. Telling you one thing, and this is it. Uh, Nick Wright is next. In their eyes, Nick Wright is next. You got Skip, 71. You got Colin, who got so much stuff going on, the volume, etc. You never know when Colin just go back to ESPN or just say, I'm good, the volume is killing it. Nick Wright's next. Some people think it's Acho. From the top down, it's Nick Wright. They, they, they look at Nick Wright like, that's our next star. So we'll see. Acho going to try and be in that mix as well. But they're trying to center everything around first things first. Hopefully they properly support it because that's their best show. I agree. I agree. All right, what's your question? I that one, no question. Yeah, um, I guess first questions. I guess I'm also a fellow Ivy League graduate, uh, so I went to Yale. Um, but I wanted to ask what your... Oh, um... you smarter than me. Damn, you went to <laughs> Yale. <laughs> nah, that's not true. Oh, oh I, man. I, 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 didn't get, I, I didn't get into Columbia, so I don't know about that. <laughs> I ain't getting into Yale. You still smarter than me. <laughs> I ain't apply but, either, um... though. <laughs> Let's do it. No, nah, for sure, for sure, but... I wanted to ask, what what was your experience like in the locker room? Like, I guess, like maybe your first year or two, um, as someone that played football in the Ivy League. Because um, obviously, people are gonna be like, "Man, this brother can't play." But I mean, obviously, you made an All Pro, and you've yeah. improved yourself. But yeah, what was that experience like your first couple of years? Oh man, a ton of jokes at first. Uh, it was weird. Uh, I got love and I got hate but the hate in the locker room is just jokes it's not like real visceral hate it's just like we're gonna clown the hell out of you so the love was dog they raised my hand to be a player rep as a rookie they were like dog who's gonna represent the team in hawaii at the player negotiation meetings and i'm sitting there like damn i would love to go to hawaii but i'm a rookie ain't no and they were like wiley i was like why me first of all i was like flattered but i was like why me they're like Yo, I went to Columbia. You, you had better know something. You can't play football. <laughs> so they put my hand up. Uh, but that was the other joke. Like, dog, you got to be sorry. And then when they realized I wasn't sorry, then they were like, all right, you're not sorry. You must have killed it. Like, you used to pick guys up and throw them over the field, right? And I was like, it wasn't that easy, dog. Like, I only had six sacks my senior year. And, you know, you see somebody with six sacks coming from a smaller conference. You're like, he ain't going to make it in the league. I get in the league, I end up having 10 sacks, 13 sacks. Like, it was like, I was like, no, nah, I was getting triple teamed in the league, I mean, in, in college versus the league. So they just had jokes. They thought I was super smart, even though I was smart, but not like a genius. But to them, they were like, oh, you're a genius. And then they also thought I didn't know nothing about football because I went to that school. Nah, that makes sense, man. Uh, appreciate you giving that insight. Um, and then last question, um, I saw you at the Earl Spence uh, Terrence Crawford fight. So, I guess what fights are you excited for uh, on the horizon? And who are your favorite fighters in boxing? Oh, don't let me fool you, because I know Max Kellerman like that. I ain't deep into boxing no more. <laughs> so I, 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 you ain't got to lie, Craig. I ain't gonna lie. I went to that fight because I knew the energy was gonna be there at that fight. I knew of those two fighters. I can't lie, um, but I am not deep into boxing anymore. Uh, I'm more into like just big events. Uh, look, let me give it to you like this. This Sunday, I'm going to see Farside and Souls of Mischief and go alcoholics. Like I just like events because 
and it's going to be weird maybe to some people. When I played in the NFL for 10 years, a decade, you get a schedule. Okay, we're home in Buffalo. Good. All right. Then we go to Miami. All right. Then we go to Kansas City. Okay. Then we go to New York. Then we come back home. I'm like, all right. So I know my life. And every time I went there, it was to work. But every time 80,000 people showed up, it was an event. It was a spectacle. I was Spence and Crawford. So every, every, I'm not lying, dog. Every time I'd be on the bus, you know, you got your headphones on looking like you. Mine was smaller back then because it was the 90s. And I'm looking like this, right? And I'm looking, and I'm looking at cats pounding beers. Oh! And then I'm looking at this other cat. He on the grill just flipping them. Oh! Then you see these girls over there and they dancing and the dudes taking shots. Oh! And literally, I'm looking at them like, I want to be where you are. And I know they want to be on the bus and play games too, but I'm like, dog, y'all out here kicking it. And I was like, but you got your game face on, you locked in, I got to be ready. I got Jonathan Ogden today. Oh, you know, I'm in that war zone. And I'm looking at all these people chilling. And they just sitting there like this. And I'm like playing their music. Oh, Alabama. And I'm like, man, what? it just felt weird. So I was always envious of the fan experience. And I was like, dog, when I'm done playing, I don't care if I like it or not. I'm just going to events just to be that same guy who like now I'm pounding them. And I'm like, she keeps on passing me by like, I don't, that's, that's the only reason I go. So getting back to your question, the next time it's an epic boxing match, my ass gonna be there. Who's gonna be fighting? I don't even care. I'm just gonna be there with my wife, Chilling, pounding them, enjoying that experience. All right, so we'll probably see you at the Canelo fight then in a couple months. Nah, you ain't going to see me at Canelo now. Nah. Canelo already lost it for me. He, Floyd undressed him. He <laughs> built himself back up. And now who we gonna, who Canelo fighting now? Give me the name. Go. He fighting, he fighting Charlo. Oh, it'll be, I think it'll be a pretty mm. good fight. Mm. Yeah, so you're you going to be there. I'm going to that one. <laughs> Hell yeah, <laughs> I love the Charlo there. twins. Oh, that's great. I appreciate you, though. We're yeah, going to no, do this again, man. Going. Your open invite. Come on here every time, anytime, especially a bulldog. Go yell, man. Respect hey, to you, brother. Appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you, brother. All right. That's love. Oh, man. We got people, members upstaging me, man. We got dudes, bona fide geniuses in here. I love it. Okay. Now we got to go give away some love. We got this Friday Swag Away gift. the book. I'm going to throw some cards up in here too, right? Just hook you up. You know who it is? Today's Friday Swagaway winner is Self-Talk. My man Self-Talk. Or men. Or woman. Or women. I don't know who is Self-Talk. But it's somebody by the name of Self-Talk that's a member. You are getting this book right here. I'm going to tag it up and hook you up, man. So thank you for your membership. You and all the members love to all you guys for your extra support of what we're doing over here at Never Shut Up. All right, y'all know how we finish every show with a Wiley-ism. Yeah, I need to hurry up and finish. I got pickleball in the hour. You gotta warm this old ass body up. Let's get it. It's not the will to win. It's the will to prepare to win that matters. Yes, yes. Some old Bear Bryant hitting y'all with it. Dog, I am not lying. When you come on a field and it's time for competition, 
Everybody out there wants it. And that's one thing I hate as a narrative in sports media. They didn't want it as bad. Are you kidding me? I have never been on that field and didn't want it all. And other guys with me, I don't care who, my teammates, the opponents, we all want it. The question, the real conversation is, who wanted to prepare to want that moment when it arrives? Oh, good Lord, I'm a, I felt the Holy Ghost in that sucker. I'm not lying. It's Wednesday. And you watching film, and you get a text, and it's her. You were going to keep watching film for 30 more minutes, but you got that text. Do you cut it off? Do you make her wait? Do you say, I'll go catch up and do it another time? Whatever it is, those minor, micro, macro, whatever you want to call them decisions are what we're talking about. And that's going to be the separation. Because on the field, she ain't texting you. And if she is, you ain't responding. It's time to go. I want it. But when it was time to prepare, did you want it the same? And I ain't lying. The Hall of Famers I played with, they wanted it even through the process of preparing. So you learn it the hard way. And it's not always a congruent connection between how well you prepare and how well you play. Because trust me, I've seen some war paint. Yes, coach, no coach. Sorry ass players. <laughs> they prepare the best. Oh, they up in there first in, last out. <sighs> Get on that field, light they ass up, right? It's a combination effect. But I do know no matter who you are, no matter how talented you are, your butt better love to prepare to win those moments. So never forget, it's not the will to win. It's the will to prepare to win that matters. All right, y'all. That'll do it for more to it. Check the show notes for all the information on our topics today. Today! Want to keep the conversation going? Let's talk. Find me on all socials at Marcellus Wiley. More to it is a production of Dan Patrick Productions, Dad Dude Entertainment, and Workhouse Media. Show is executive produced by Dan Patrick, Marcellus Wiley, Paul Anderson, and Nick Pinella. Thanks for all the love, ratings, and subscriptions, and reviews, membership to Wiley's World on YouTube. Keep it coming because there's more coming for more to it. Talk to y'all hella soon. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah, and some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, <laughs> ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, can a girl go shopping? Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. 
Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org.